Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Welcome back to Footballer Season 2, Episode 33. Today is Monday, March 14th, and I'm joined by the usual crew, Footstock legend Matt Lamborn and Paul Rightfoot, market expert. This week, we're going to unpack Foot Birthday Team 2 moments, Round 2, and we're also going to talk about formations, tactics, things we're using now, changing it up, and still having lots of success and champs, rivals, and all of the game modes. All this and so much more to come in this week's episode of Footballers. Let's get into the show. Hey, Mets, welcome back to Footballers, buddy. How are you? I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you for having me back after my uh, sleeping <laughs> sleeping drama of last week. Yeah, we gave you a yellow card for that one, but one more and you're out, son. Duly noted. Paul, how are you doing, man? How's the trading market treating you? Going good, but I think it should have been a two-match ban. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. What about a suspended two-match ban? that sound reasonable? Normally, I would agree, but we have so much banning going on right now with Russian items, and now they're going to be hating on Chelsea cards, so we're going to give Mets a chance here. We're all about second chances at footballers, but once you fuck up that second chance, you know what happens. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, watching my, I'm watching my mouth. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say no more. Foot Birthday Team 2 is here with quite a slew of fuck-ups from, from EA, unfortunately, but we're not going to get into those because they've rectified most of the situation. Let's do a little game called Would You Rather. Would You Rather Foot birthday team one or foot birthday team two? Team two, I'm going with. I think there's a few more cards in team two that I'd like to use. And have used one of them actually this weekend a little bit. But yeah, I like I like this team. Some nice cards. Yeah. What do you think, Miss? Team one or team two? Just before you asked me, I was thinking I like the sort of top end of team two better than the sort of high watermarks of team one, but I like team one more overall, but now I'm looking at them side by side. I just really like both of them. I think it's been a really good promo, to be honest. Um, I'm always a big fan, particularly of five-star weak foot upgrades. I value that far more greatly than five-star skills, so that's just not my thing. Um, So there was plenty there for everyone. 
lots of different price ranges, some really OP cars that cheap, and then you've got your super heavyweight stuff like your Dybala's, your Ronaldo's, or Danny Elvez really set the internet on fire in the last week. Everyone's super pleased to see that car come back in a meaningful way. So I think they've, it's almost like a crowd pleaser of a promo. Uh, and Foot Birthday generally is good every year, from my experience. So I, I, despite the, the fuck-ups behind the scenes, I generally give it a thumbs up. I think they've, they've delivered some good content here of SBCs, the stuff that's gone onto the market's been good. So no complaints from me. Yeah. Overall, this is usually my favorite promo. I said it last week, but the one thing I will say, which I saw a little bit of chat about it on Twitter and in the, the discord, but the defenders in foot birthday, every single defender on both teams got five-star skills upgrades, not weak foot upgrades. The only one that did get a weak foot upgrade to five-star is Danny Alves, which I can get on with that. Danny Alves is a fun card. That'll make him that much more exciting to use. But I feel like a, a weak foot upgrade on a defender would be more, I guess, usable in the grand scheme than skill moves. Now, granted, it would be very nice to be able to pull off an Elastico on, on a would-be attacker with the likes of a center back, you know, but uh, it's just not practical. For a football simulator, I would have liked to have seen it be more practical with five-star weak foot. What do you think about that one, Mets? That kind of coincides with a bit of a theory of mine as to why EA don't allow position changes for center backs and probably why they aren't five-star weak foot in these players is because they would be too good. Once you start rounding off centre-back stats with good shooting ability and passing, and then five-star weak foot, their sheer size and more importantly, I think, the weight of the cars, because they generally tend to be a lot heavier than their comparative strikers, um, I think it would make them too dangerous. They would have a dominating presence on the field if you were able to, let's say, load up uh, a free at the back formation or something like that and then play one of your strikers in an attacking position, sorry, one of your defenders in a striking position or, or attacking position in general, I think it would have too much impact. I mean, if you can imagine, let's say they put two or three centre-backs into this that had five-star weak foot, and they all sort of had that weightiness and power of, of Hullet, as an example, it would really upset the balance of the game. So it's just a theory of mine, but I, I've started to see a lot of instances whereby I'll have players who have let's say plus 90 strength even close to 99 strength but they get moved about a lot more by cards that have less strength but are considerably more heavy so I think if you start moving those players forward everyone's in for a bit of a bad time like for instance if you shoved Sergio Ramos up front the one that's just come out for foot birthday by the SBC it's going to do some serious damage because he does have some some okay finishing stats because he scored a lot of goals in his career. So it's just a theory of mine. I can't prove it, but it just kind of coincides with, with that for me that it would cause a little bit of chaos from the gameplay experience. Yeah, I'm all about the weak foot. I'm not really a, a skiller. I don't want to be doing elasticos with my Varane or Ramos. So I'd much prefer the weak foot. And, you know, it, it'll have a significant effect in the game where you're pinging balls about from the back, switching. Um, but yeah, the, the, they haven't done have that. I, I think like they've, like they've done that for a reason, haven't they? They've, they've not given them a all five-star weak foot for a reason. Yeah. But they give us some nice defenders. I'm looking at the Ramos that we got yesterday in the SBC. And his pace is lacking a little bit but I think 82 it, it's still it's still good enough but it's it's an expensive one I think it's 550 
a lot of people weren't as excited about this Ramos versus the one we had last year, but I think that's because the power curve at this point relative to last year, and I think that card came out later anyways, but the power curve now on the attacking end is so much higher than it was at this point last year that a normally a 92 rated Sergio Ramos with those stats would be highly sought after. But right now I feel like most people are just kind of meh to it. You know, like I just played my weekend league, started it last night, finished it this morning. I didn't come up against him one time. So to me, that says that he's not that popular of a card, at least at this point in the game. But another card that we did get is that right mid Sancho. And I saw some of the leakers on Twitter, some of the most followed leakers talking about they stabbed him in last minute because it was supposed to be Ziyech from Chelsea. And they won't be doing any more promo cards from Chelsea due to the current situation with Abramovich and the sanctions. I'd like to get your opinions on this. Obviously, I'm not a fan of it, but Mets, do you think this is a good thing, bad thing? Should they leave this stuff to politics and leave it out of the game? What's your thoughts? Yeah, exactly what you were just saying. Um, I don't think that they should knee-jerk every time something goes on in the real world, unless they have some legal obligation that we're simply not aware of, where they just have to sort of put a lid on this kind of thing um, to save controversy or liable. I don't know. But I don't like... Every time something happens in real life that, you know, even when like we've had instances of players dying and they start taking them off the market because they don't want people to to profiteer off it, but it's just part of the game. It's an asset that's already there. I can understand why you wouldn't produce more of them once a player is dead, but that's stuff that people have essentially have paid for and they have the right to do with as they please at that point. So I don't like it when they do stuff like that. Any kind of market interference doesn't sit well with me. And in as far as Chelsea are concerned, the organisation haven't done anything wrong as far as we know. That it's purely an association from their owner to the Russian government that's caused this. Where does where does Chelsea come into it? They might not be around next season for all we know. So more is the point where we should be celebrating having those cars available to us right now. I don't like it. I hope it's not a trend that they continue doing, but given their track record, they probably will, which is disappointing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. I think. When it comes to Chelsea players, put them in the game. I think, you know, I'm not going to get into whether it's right or wrong with the sanctions they've put on Chelsea. You know, that's that's up to the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to, to FIFA, it's just, it just seems a little bit virtue signaling like, oh, look at us, we're not going to put Chelsea players in because, and they haven't come out and said that yet, but I believe there will be an announcement at some point. I'm going to play a little clip. Jurgen Klopp said something yesterday that I saw on Twitter that I really stood out to me, and he said exactly what I thought. Did you care? Really? When Roman Abramovich came to Chelsea, did anybody really care? Did anybody really, like, really care when Newcastle got taken over? Do supporters really care? That's the question. I think it's pretty obvious where the money's coming from. So it's like everybody knew it, but we accepted it. That's our fault. That's the society fault. We accepted it. And now, obviously, we think, oh, no, now we cannot accept it anymore. So and now we, we punish them. It's not Chelsea's fault, not at all. It's not the player's fault. It's not the fans' fault. Don't take it out on the players or the fans. And, you know, we've known this where the money was coming from for a long time. The same thing with Newcastle, but we accepted it. And that's our fault. We allowed that to happen. So once you start opening Pandora's box, I don't know that people really want to follow the money on a lot of these clubs. Manchester City would probably be another one. But hopefully the situation gets resolved and we can move on and get back to the game that we love. We did get a second round of Icon Moments. Did anything stick out to you from Icon Moments Part 2, Paul, from Part 1? The thing that stuck out the most 
was the price of some of these cards and just how ridiculous cheap they got within 24 yes. hours. Somebody sent me a, a, a thing yesterday and Moments Hullet was cheaper after 24 hours than he was in July, I think, last year, which is ridiculous that these cards have dropped so much in very little time. But that is because we got a ridiculous amount of lightning rounds, the 85, 86, 87 plus star packs. I think we got, I think we got lightning rounds till 11, 11 p.m. And then we got some again, first thing in the morning. I sort of looked on the app at nine o'clock in the morning and there was an 86 star player um, promo packs that were flying out there. And I'm thinking this is a, you know, and it shows with the price of some of the foot birthdays as well. Cards like Ndidi that are 40k is is baffling. It's a Premier League CDM, which is one of the best CDMs in the Premier League. And he's 40k. It almost looks like they're already getting ready to tank the market. Or the market probably already tanked in preparation for team of the season. They have flooded the game with incredible content and very high volume. It kind of eliminates everything that's come before it. So let's say foot birthday cars are now the kind of default class because so many of them have been given away for objectives or cheap SBCs and the market in general, they're very readily available. So we're almost getting to that point even now in mid-March where we've got to be thinking, do I consider selling up my most valuable assets in preparation for the team of the season? I feel like we're already sort of thinking about that at this point. Yeah, I've been thinking about that this morning, thinking, you know, over the next week or two, do I just take the loss on my team going in and just, you know, take it on the chin or do I play a mostly untradeable team for the next few weeks and and see where it goes? But yeah, they've already tanked the market. We've got that um, year in review, SBC yesterday and Ramos and the impact that that had on the market with all the supply was... Just insane. There were people listing cards up 100, 200k undercuts and nobody were buying. Everyone was selling. It was just carnage and it's it's recovered a little bit today, which is nice because I bought plenty yesterday. But it 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 does feel like they've they've just started that ball rolling and that decline's gonna start towards team of the season. I think you're right, and I think it's also a very good time to think about loading up your club with some cheap uh, team of the week cards because we're, we know we're always going to have SBCs that come out that need you know, decent rated team of the weeks. And I've been buying stuff like 87 Lautaro Martinez for 15K, Diago Aspas 88 rated for 20K. You can just dump a few of those in your club and you know you're going to either be able to use them for an SBC and getting them at a much cheaper rate than they will be later on or keeping them and flog them later. It's, it's just easy passive income, but whichever route you prefer to go down. Yeah. Paul, you touched earlier about the Moments Hullet card. And last year he came out February 26th and he was either extinct or 15 million coins for about 40 to 45 days until he was actually available to purchase. And now he's half that just two, three days after release. So it really says a lot about how much content they've injected at one point. Yeah, and also too, I think a big part of this was that that fuck up they had with the mid prime player pick SBC, and people were getting icon moments out of those, 
I want to debate this and see what you guys think, but I think that the people who are out there moaning about getting compensated for this are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like you had a shot at a better version of an icon card and you feel like you were wronged by that. You're blatantly trying to abuse the system to get another player pick. That's just how I see it. Do you see it any different, Paul? Yeah. I tried it myself. I thought I'm going to um, quickly try and get one of these icon moments while they were there. But I wanted no compensation for it. Like if I pack a, a moment's hullet instead of his mid or prime, you're over the moon, aren't you? Um, yeah. But it seems like now whenever there's a mistake, people are jumping on it, screaming and shouting about compensation, even when it's a, you know, it's a huge stretch. No, I'll take the compensation if you want to, you know, if I'd packed one and you want to give me it. But yeah, it's it's a stretch. Like, But the <laughs> I was sat playing co-op that night and I had some 88s on my transfer list that were listed for like 10k more than the buy now price. And they all just sold. And I, I said to my friend, Summit's going seriously mad here. Like fodder's going through the roof. Um, I jumped off anyway, then got a message about two minutes later saying icon moments are in are in the packs. So I quickly threw everything I had into one and I packed Prime George Best. Not a moments, not even a choice of a moments. But, you know, I'll take Best. He's not bad. He'll do a job. Yeah, he's not the best, but he's not the worst either. Mets, did you do this? No, I've, I've been doing it too many times to... Yeah. wasting the precious amount of fodder that I have on going for stuff like that. I'm, I'm very much in the camp now of uh, I want more of a guaranteed outcome. You know, I'd rather sink it into a, a card where I know exactly what I'm getting. So now I've I've done two this year. I got um, a baby Peter Check and a mid Van Basten, both completely fucking useless. So <laughs> I've, mm. I've no desire yeah. to, to go back into that. I think it's one of those things where if they catch you in the right mood and you've got quite a bit of fodder, you're a little bit bored and it's kind of like a, a ride or die type thing. If you hit something big, it's going to reinvigorate your interest in the game for a little while. And if you get stung, you're probably not going to play for a few weeks. I think that's kind of what happens with these things. It, it either makes your day or really, really upsets you. Uh, I could do with that without the emotional imbalance of that at the moment. So no, it, it doesn't interest me at all. I'm not a big fan of icons in general anyway, apart from, you know, the very elite ones. I find them all pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah. If they weren't so linkable, they'd be complete junk as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, it doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Yeah. They seem to be a little bit more popular this year because, I mean, they've changed quite a bit of them in, in some drastic ways, but I still think, and largely for the most part, I would say probably 75% of these Icon Moments cards are going to be close to irrelevant within the next 30 days based on content that's going to come out in the future. But, you know, staying with the glitch stuff, transfer market glitch, Paul, you were able to capitalize on something this week and you told us about it in the chat. Can yeah. you tell us and talk us through how you made so many coins this week? You made over what? Over a million? Three million? Three million transfer profit, but that were just Jesus. all sorts of stuff. But Matt made about six hundred k just off these, I think, um, in, a, in a day and a half, just trading one card. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, nuts. And it, what it is, and it's been a glitch all year. The transfer market is a little bit screwed when when you search for certain cards that has sort of multiple versions. Will take a Enkuku, for example, 
Um, you know, he's got lots of informs. He's got other special cards. Sometimes when you're searching for those with, say, I don't know, a 50K minimum, 100K maximum, it won't show you. You can change that by a thousand coins. Then all of a sudden, 10 will pop up that were cheaper than what you've been, you know, what your your highest thing were and it wasn't showing before. So I noticed this. So I started buying Phil Foden's um, for 50k because I thought if it's not popping up for me, it's not popping up for other people. So I was finding one, comparing it, searching through it, buying the cheap ones, listing them up. And I've had a fair few this weekend that I've bought for 55, 60k, listed them up for 95k, 85k. And yeah, I've sold probably, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 Fordens this weekend, all for somewhere between 10 and 40k profit. And, you know, it's it's just nice, steady away. Um, but I will give a warning out there. My, I think my friend, George from the Discord, his just wasn't showing up. Like, I were even searching for him online and I couldn't see his cards. He was sending me screenshots of his cards listed and I couldn't find them. So that's that's an issue. Same console? Same console, same market. Mm. Like... Um, you know, cause like new gen, new gen Xbox, right? Yeah. Sometimes I would find them and they'd be there. Um, you know, he'd relist them and his would be, I don't know, like a striker one with a hunter, which is usually lots more value than the minimum price ones. And it just wasn't selling. Cause I were like, I'll buy that at that price. But I just couldn't yeah. find it. Uh, so hmm. it's it's messed up. And sometimes you'll be searching on console for cards like just a golden Mbappe and you'll be searching and it won't show any. You'll compare price and all of a sudden another 20 will pop up for cheaper than that. Um, so the moral of the story is be careful when you're searching on the transfer market, but always list for lazy buyers. Even if you don't trade and you've got a team that's sat there that you're not using for a few days, List it up for lazy buyers. What's the worst that can happen? Well, when did you notice this? Did you notice this after the latest uh, maintenance period or was it before that? No, no. It's been something that's been going on for, for quite a while. Um, and you're just now telling us. Yeah, sorry. What a fucking asshole. That, that is worth a two-week ban right there. I have No, I, I've probably mentioned it in the Discord once or twice, you know, but I don't want everybody on my filter do i i also i thought, make I thought you and i were closer than that i figured you would have at we least are let hunter, me know. but what'll happen is i'll tell mm. you about this and you'll go yeah that's a really good idea for making coins and then i'll ask you two days later i'll say oh how's that trading going hunter and you'll go ah yeah i've been fucking farming simulating or something like that do you know what i mean that's what'll happen does that ring a bell that's fair <laughs> I've gotten a few other trading tips from some of our, uh, our, our loyal listeners in the discord. And, um, I just can't be asked, man. I don't know. I'm not a menu guy. I just can't do it. I'd rather go, uh, shuck corn. Just me though. But if you do want to make some coins, come in the discord, hit me up. Yep. My DMS are open. I'll throw some of these tips out there. If you want them more than happy. It's free to join the discord, by the way, click the link in the show notes. Let's say just a plug for later. Thanks for that, Paul. By the way, if you are listening and you enjoy the show, 
please feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Positive only, please. If you have a negative review or you have some bad feedback, please get in touch with us. Let us know and we can try to accommodate you. I'm always trying to look for new ways to expand the show, do different things. We want this to be your podcast. So let us know what you want. Moving on here. Let's get into some gameplay stuff real quick. Uh, what formations are you currently playing, Matt? What, what type of game are you playing? So I'm going with running a largely Serie R squad at the moment using a 3-4-1-2 that our Dearly Departed host used to use <laughs> his tactics. He, he gifted it to us, and I still find that that works very well. It's um, leaky at the back, but it provides up-teen... Um, attacking opportunities so if you're actually a good finisher you know you can convert the majority of your chances then you're going to have some high scoring games which should come out on top most of the time and i finally found that system works with the personnel that i'm using particularly since we got that foot birthday mikatarian who's just been probably the best card i've used all year um relative to how much it costs to actually attain the card it's absolutely brilliant you know more than a one and two ratio from cam Fantastic uh, provider in terms of creativity as well for other players to score. Really enjoying that card. And, you know, it's one of those ones, particularly via nationality, it's a little bit off the beaten track. So I like using stuff that, you know, most people aren't running. I don't do the main meta, for lack of a better word. I like to to mix it up and inject a little bit of map meta into it. Not that he's a map meta card other than he's just a quirky nationality and not the type of card that gets loads of special cards every year, but, it's really good stuff. And yeah, scoring a lot of goals that, having a lot of fun with it. I've shared uh, the system and the personnel I'm using with that with a few people in our Discord who seem to be enjoying it as well. So yeah, it's all good stuff. Very nice. Uh, Paul, are you still playing the game much or have you just been market heavy? No, no, I'm, I'm playing a lot. I played Weekend League this weekend, playing lots of co-op. even played some pro clubs yesterday, which were fun. Uh, it's always you fun. Know. Not played any for a while. But at the moment, I'm playing the 4-5-1 second variation, which is a bit of a random formation. Um, and shout out to Wolfie. It's one of uh, his formations from his video. And mm. you, the five across the middle, you play one on get forward, one on balanced, and you centre on stay back. And... It's just so many goals. The runs that the left and right mid make are like no other formation that I've ever used. They sort of make diagonal runs across the the back of the centre-backs. It, it, yeah, it's something else, and I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm using Jorginho in the get-forward team of the year, and he, he scores so many goals. And also Mkhitaryan. I bring Mkhitaryan on. Um, if I'm down and play him at centre mid in that get forward and that card is brilliant. I'm thinking about bringing him in. Um, now I've got an icon or two in my team. I'm going to bring him in, I think, with Dybala because he's too good just to be sat on the bench. He really, really is. Yeah, yeah shout out to Wolfie for that formation. It's it's brilliant and it's a bit different. I can vouch for that system as well because that's exactly what I finished last year's game with when I had a, a super OP midfield by the time we got past team of the season, that kind of stuff. The midfield free can really dominate if you've got you know quick and powerful midfielders. And I find that it's one of the few formations where you get really good value out of correct-footed wide players, so people who don't cut inside, essentially. 
They do a really good job defensively and offensively if you have the right cards. Like I finished last year's game using a um, showdown winning um, Alonso from Chelsea playing at left mid and he was fucking brilliant. Fucking so love yeah, that card. there's not that many of those cards in this year's game, maybe like a, a Lucas Vasquez or something like that. If you can find mm-hmm. the right cards, they're hard to come by, but that's a very powerful formation when you've got the right personnel for sure. Yeah. I actually used that four, five, one. It's the second variation, right? The, the yeah. one with the midfielders. Yeah. Yeah. I used it uh, at your recommendation. You sent me Connor's link and I did it in a live draft and I got to the finals with it, but the the gameplay was just too shoddy on that, that final game. And the guy was good to, to be fair, but it's a really potent attacking system, but I feel like you just have to wait for those, those late runs. Like I feel like those runs aren't always immediate. At least that was from my experience. If you hold the ball up a little bit, play it out wide, the runs will come. You just have to wait. You have to spot them to come in. Yeah. And I've seen something similar with like, I'm getting back to my three, five, two. Cause at this point in the game, we're starting to get more of those all rounders, you know, those good players like Lucas Vasquez um, using Messi on right mid and team of the year can at left mid in my three, five, two system with the strikers to drift wide left mid, right mid to cut inside, get into the box. And those late runs from those left mids and right mids are so deadly. You can just pass it around and wait and they come in unmarked. There's nobody to track them. And it's just a tap in at the far side. So I'll post those in the discord in the uh, community tactics session. And um, we'll get those out there for you guys. We'll put that four five one in there too, from Connor. So you guys can give that a whirl, but we'll try to keep this going every week and, and to let everybody try new things and try to enjoy the game. Because that to me, it's, it's a way to enjoy the game. If you're not enjoying it, like in my situation where it's, it's kind of mundane, the gameplay shitty. You just want to try something different. I've gotten away from my meta squad trying completely different shit. I did the Declan Rice SPC, which he's not bad, he's, but he's not great either. It's kind of what I expected. But um, did you guys do any of these SPCs from Foot Birthday? Let's circle back to that, actually, because I feel like the SPCs have not really been up to snuff. I mean, we got Mikatarian and we got Ramos. What else has really stood out on the SPC front from Foot Birthday? We got Kareshma today, which it it doesn't look amazing. He's got decent pace and decent dribbling, um, but yeah, it's foot birthday. You want some absolute bangers, don't you? Uh, we got Cockerland, which is you know it's decent value at hundred k. Uh, but yeah, we've got Ramos and uh, Mikatarian. They're the only ones that I've really thought. Oh yeah, well you know. But DeVry, we've got DeVry centre-back, and he really he does good. have Team of the Year vibes. When you look at his card, it really does look good. If you're running a Serie A team, um, you know, he's 200, 230K, is he 240K? And he's got 85 pace, 92 defending. Five-star skills. Five-star skills, 91 reactions. 94 defensive awareness, 84 short passing, 90 strength. Like, there's not many better looking defenders. Four star weak foot, better looking defenders in the game. So I think if you are running that Serie A team, Matt, is he somebody that's tempted you, maybe? 
Yeah, I probably used this gold card a bit longer than most, just because it had a very unique feel about it. It's always been one of the the best dribblers and finesse finishes out of your standard gold card range. So I'm I'm very keen to get him, but he is quite pricey, and I've already got really good balance in my team. I done the Mkhitaryan SBC. I did um, the Brahim Diaz one from the promo before that, Future Stars, which. It's almost identical apart from work rates, a slightly different high low instead of high medium, but very similar cards. So I can concerned about over investing a large sum of coins for a card that's probably going to come down a lot in value and I might not get the impact that I'm looking for given that I've already got a, a very well balanced team for my needs. But yeah, I'm a big fan of, of Die Ballot and an ultimate team in general. So I've got no doubt it's it's absolutely fantastic. But whether I'll take the plunge or not, I don't know yet, but we'll see. What the fuck is he talking about? Not Divala, DeVry. Oh, DeVry, beg your pardon. The Sorry for what you're on about. Yeah, I've done, yeah, I've done done DeVry. Um, I, I have a... Uh, <laughs> fuck off, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought DeVry's got bad finesse shots, I'm thinking. Oh, you know. Dear. Well, yeah, he's got the five-star skills. Matt going, Meta's gone wild. Very wild. No, I've got DeVry because I've got a... Um, an icon van der Sar to link him to. And I've also did the the Champions League Delict earlier in the season, which is a little bit pony now, but if he gets an upgrade, if you uh, qualify for the next round, he'll probably come back up to speed again and make a good partnership with the Ryan. If that's the case, I might consider selling on my team of the year, Marquinhos, whilst it's still worth top dollar because it's only going to start coming down soon with uh, team of the season on the horizon. But, uh, yeah, check out Tybala as well while you're there, boys. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> I would just I let him it. go. I would just let yeah, him go. And I'm thinking, fuck it, man. You get a free extra player review, man. Where's Bonus. he going this? But yeah. A player review of one I don't even own. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, before we get into to community questions, can we at least appreciate? I, I appreciate the death of road to the final Kimpembe. Can we just take a moment? I'm disappointed because I wanted to buy it. Cause I've, as I said, I've got Marquinhos. I wanted the perfect partner for him. <sighs> so if he gets a juicy upgrade, just go get the gold one. He's still OP. Yeah. But it's embarrassing having a gold card in your team at this stage of the evening. If it is good. So it's uh, embarrassing is having a team like PSG and losing to Real Madrid. Ugh. Not that I'm saying Real Madrid's bad, but I thought once they lost, you know, once they lost CR7, I thought that Madrid team will, will just completely disintegrate. But Benzema, they look as as good as ever. Almost, you know, Benzema's playing out of his skin, and Vinicius has fi- finally found a, a trick. And the midfield is still the best midfield free probably in the world. You know, there's plenty of life left in that team, and and they've got that all-important killer experience. And you just knew PSG would just shit the bed at some point. Yeah. And Gareth Bale still sucks. So there's that. Yeah. There is that. Might as well give him a card for it. Let's get into questions because we got a few to go over this week. I can talk some more about Dybala if you like. (laughs) Well, I think we got enough. You You did a fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you. Nikki Hotsticks asks, What's our thoughts on the newly implemented token system? Uh, I'll go first. I love it. I fucking love the token system. It gives us something to look forward to every day. They give you 
you know, even if it's something small, like another SBC or another small objective to go and track, it's something else for you to do to enjoy the game to where you're not just stuck in that rut of seven games of rivals, you know, 11 wins and champs, rinse, wash, repeat. Uh, it gives you the option to get more fodder packs, stuff like that. It's kind of like an ongoing icon swaps, if you will. But what do y'all think about it? What do you think, Mets? I like the token system, what we've seen with stuff like foot birthday, as opposed to the ones that we get for icon swaps. I don't like being forced into game modes and spending a shitload of time doing something I don't want to do to basically spin a reel and maybe get something, but probably won't get something worth the bother. What I like about these smaller promo token systems is it gives you such a massive range of things to grind for. So you can either do a, a super short grind, like just open an SBC, get a token and get something out of that, or you can go for like a really big reward. And you don't necessarily have to do it through gameplay, so playing stuff you don't want to play. I mean, I already find it hard enough with work-life balance to put a decent amount of time into Rivals and Weekend League, and then they're trying to make me play fucking friendlies to get tokens (laughs) and squad battles, which is so ridiculously boring. But they've put a lot of rewards in squad battles this year, which really fucks me off, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah, I can't. Um, yes, I, I'm not I, doing I like battles. the stuff where do an SBC, get a token, do a very small objective, get a token. All that stuff's great. It, it creates engagement, keeps people checking in every day, and people getting rewards for a little bit of effort. And you, know, you might get something, you might not, but at least you had, had a shot. Whereas the icon swap stuff's just way too heavy grind for me. Um, so I, I prefer the way they're going with these small promo ones for sure. I really like it. You know, where they're giving you extra content. I'm not into the gameplay ones necessarily because like you say, Matt, it's hard enough to find that work life balance as it is. So I don't want to be playing lots of extra games on top of my qualification and rivals, but I do most of the sort of, SBCs that come up the daily ones for packs and it also if little tip here if we get these SBCs daily for the tokens people go mad for them so have a look through your clubs look at your non-rares look at the um, requirements and have a look through your club because some of the non-rares and rares that are required go through the roof so you can easily make a quick 50, 60, 100k even, just from selling stuff in your club uh, for those SBCs. Um, so it, it's it's a positive. It gives us, you know, non-rares and cheap gold some value. And it gives you a shot at a promo card. I did the, what is it, six, seven times, six times, 86, and I got a couple of the, I got Lema and Rebic. Which you know, I'm I'm happy with that. They're not going to get in my, my my main team, but I will use them at some point, and they'll you know it's just a bit of another card to try. And if I don't get anything apart from golds, it's all right. I'll put them in an SPC. It's just adding extra value to you. The, most people are doing the daily SPCs anyway that we get. You know the daily challenges, so it's just something added for you. Rebic is very mat meta. I just want them to do mm. me a special Perisic other than that wanky left wing back <laughs> one that came out earlier in the year because that don't count. Yeah, they heard you and they gave you what you asked for. <laughs> they gave me version. what I asked for and I did not like it. 
Pokey Maybe you'll get a footies one like a few years ago. Uh, next question, Tashenmacher says, should friendlies be more skill-based again? Um, he has a brief explanation. He's basically working towards uh, objectives and untradeables, and he's got all these things done, but he feels like he can't really get a proper feel of how good they are as he wins nine of 10 matches in friendlies instead of four to five out of 10 in rivals. To me, I think the answer is either one, play more rivals and get a feel for them there or loosen the restrictions in rivals. And I think the latter is probably the better answer. I think skill-based matchmaking is a huge problem in this game. It makes it too competitive and alters the connection and therefore gives you an unpleasant experience a lot of time. But I don't know where you sit on this one, Mitch. I don't think I need a super grindy, hardcore, competitive, friendly mode on top of rivals, on top of weekend league. Particularly when you're playing friendlies to unlock a card that everyone wants, it gets super sway. So it's already quite skill-based, other than the fact that people tend to quit out when they go 1-0 down. So it, it changes the game mode dynamic to, to the whole golden goal thing we've been accustomed to over the last couple of seasons, right? But getting that goal is the skill factor or being able to manage the game accordingly, whereby, for instance, if you know you're in a, a golden goal scenario, I've seen an increasing number of players who go uh, on team press and, and constant pressure from the get-go because they know they're only going to be playing the game for 10, 15 in-game minutes so they can just absolutely crush their stamina and try and get a quick win. These are the type of things you have to adapt to and come up with routines around that kind of thing. So um, I would prefer it if it wasn't. Um, I think there does need to be something that's online. And when I say competitive, I mean player versus player, but also very casual. And that's what Friendlies was there for. If we turn it up a bit too much on that so it becomes a permanently sweaty, hyper-competitive mode. There's nowhere for the less capable players to go and enjoy themselves other than squad battles, which is a complete disaster. So I don't think we should go down that route personally. I, I just really miss online seasons where you could be, like I was always like a, a, a Division 2, II, Division 3. Every now and then I would slip into Division 1 and get relegated really quickly. But you could play players from Division One if you were in Division Two, all the way down to like Division Three, Division Four. It was more of a random experience, so your gameplay was constantly against different skilled opponents. So you had more variety. Some games you'd slap somebody. Some games you'd get slapped. Yeah, well, I thought the the old school daily knockout tournaments were the best for that. Yeah, from the early early Ultimate teams. Yeah, whereby the the function of the mode was to win four in a row, win a, a hypothetical trophy. Uh, and not a lot else, but you could play literally anybody. You could play an absolute crusher in game one or complete donkey in game four to win the whole thing. That's balance. The the random element is important to have. It's good to test your skills every now and then so you can improve, but I also want reassurance that every now and then I can just log in, have fun and, and give someone a bit of an ass whooping as well as occasionally get my ass handed to me as well. So yeah, it, it, that's what I'd like to see come back. It really seems like they put a lot of emphasis on having randomness in the actual gameplay, but they really focus on having very strict terms as far as matchmaking goes. So I wish we can get more randomness in that aspect. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I think when it comes to friendlies, the only time I go into friendlies, you, 
to, you know, complete objectives. So I want to be in and out of there. Golden goal, in, out. I just want to be, be winning. But I think I do find it easier in friendlies. And I think it, it should be. I think there should be somewhere where you can go. And there's lots of different friendly modes, isn't there? I think you should be somewhere where you can go and just have a play about with with different players and not be worried about losing your skill rating in in rivals or and I know we have the checkpoints in rivals now um so you can't necessarily get relegated but somewhere just to go mess about and have some fun with just random cards it shouldn't always be super sweaty tight games um you know there's nothing more fun than scoring a load of goals so yeah. I think yeah that should be probably the place to do it because I definitely can't do it in fucking rivals mm-hmm we have a pretty lengthy hot take from Brins30 from the Discord, and I'm going to read it real quick. He says, as someone who doesn't exploit the game, compensation for those who receive a better player pick is hard to take. This game is pay to win, and the rich just get richer. EA should create two new SPCs for this mess. Foot player swap, exchange an untradeable foot birthday team two player for a team one player, non-repeatable. Icon moment swap, exchange an untradeable icon moments for a pick of mid or prime. That way, players who are happy with their team two or icon moments error get to keep them or swap them for the original advertised SPC. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me, but I don't know how much of a, of, of legwork that would be on, on their end to go back and, and do all that. Seems like a lot to do logistically for one fuck up. And they would be having to do this a lot. If you look back at how many times they fucked this shit up. And that's, that's just what we know about. Um, I, I like the idea I just don't think that they can execute it. I mean, they would probably fuck the 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 fix, if I'm being honest. I mean, <laughs> you can't get the original SPC right. Now you're talking about having to create two more to fix the first one and put the original one back out there that's correct. That's four fixes for one fuck up. I just don't see it. It doesn't. I like it. I just don't see it. What do you think, Mets? I think that idea sounds great in a perfectly fair world, um, but... I echo everything you just said there 100% that the amount of work it would require to fix those over and over again, it's just too complicated, too time consuming. Um, what they're doing now by giving improved versions of the card they should have gotten is it's definitely better for the receiver, though it causes imbalance in the market and all that kind of stuff. But they're trying to protect themselves against any like bad PR, and this action shuts that down immediately and gives the player affected a favourable outcome. And it's minimal work for EA to do it. You know, it's a it's a blanket solution, one size fits all, and those players go away relatively content with with what they've got out of it. Whereas if we do it the other way, yes, it's fairer, but it's it's just too much work. So that's never going to happen. The easiest way out for EA even if it causes a bit of imbalance, is always going to be the right way as far as they're concerned. I think when it comes to the icon moments one, suck it up. You got a better version of the cards that were advertised in that SBC. So I don't think anyone really should be getting compensated for that. But when it comes to the team one pack um, from the tokens and people were getting team two cards from that, I think that's a little bit different because you are getting cards that you were, you know, that you just weren't expecting. You were expecting a choice from team one 
um, and there was team one and two being packed out of those, um, you know. So I think that's a little bit different because that's not always, you know, better versions. So yeah, yeah, I think with the icon moments, if you got a moments, you you're over the moon, aren't you? If it's a, if it's a decent yeah. one, but yeah. you know, if you wanted, if you put your tokens into a player one, uh, team one, and you got, you know, Indeedy, you probably won't be that happy. It's, it's sort of like going online and ordering a PlayStation Four, and then a PlayStation Five shows up at your house. You're gonna fucking send it back? Fuck no! You're gonna keep it. Yeah. You're not going to tell them that they screwed it up either because you got a free PlayStation five, essentially saved yourself a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, I, I, we said it earlier. It's just disgusting the way people act sometimes. And I think as well, if it's just one fuck up that you have made and we think, Oh, you know, let them sort this, but there's been so many over the last few weeks. Like I feel like now it's just part of the game. So we just have to just get on with it and not, you know and think too everybody that still thinks they're scripting in this game please pay attention and look at the stupid mistakes that they've made I mean they've made four or five mistakes in the last week just in content if you really think they're competent enough to put scripting in this game you are high my friends it's not scripting there's just bad connections and there's randomness that's it's in the game that's all I can say it's in the game all right, that's going to wrap us up this week. Appreciate everybody for listening. We came out a day late this week. The schedules didn't line up, but we'll be back on regular schedule next week. And we have our special edition with Dr. Anna Lemke. We're recording that tomorrow with Paul. Looking forward to that one. Got a lot of great questions and a lot of insight from a professional. So be sure to keep those pod feeds refreshed this week. If you're not in the Discord, click the link in the show notes. Matt, where can they follow you on Twitter? I'm at Lambo Matt with one T on the Twitter or say hello in Discord. Oh. Right foot on Twitter and Twitch occasionally. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Right fucking foot. You can follow the show on Twitter at Footballers Pod and you can follow me on Twitter at The Foot Hunter. Thanks everyone again. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.